Yeah, yeah, Ryan Bars. Sit back, relax, real talk, what you listen to? Hosted by black brothers, distinguished individuals. So listen up, cause times is getting critical. This is where we ignite your mental and your physical. To the point where your spiritual is visible. Our mission, each one, teach one. Till our bond is indivisible. Where we make bread like bakeries. What you thought? It's a brother's podcast, Ash Crib Report. Brian Bars in World Tour. They give you fly bars in the world of sports. LT, the voice got the news. J Boogie, PC Joe, yeah they got the juice And last but not least we got Hawkeye and Mr. Wallace With the hot topics, yeah it's hard to stop us Stop and be our last resort It's the Burroughs Podcast, Stash Crib Report Chip, BK Welcome to the Brothers Podcast. Jay Boogie, how you doing? Happy Sunday, fellas. Good to be here with y'all. Mr. Wallace, how you doing? Happy Sunday, y'all. Happy to be here. Hey, boss, how you doing? What's going on, fellas? Good to be here. Love and light. <clears throat> World Tour, how you doing? What's going on, baby? Good to be here, fellas. What's going on? All right, we got um, Jay Boogie with sports. Yeah, boy. Yeah, real quick, man, a couple of things. Um, Major League Baseball final awards came out. Aaron Judge just secured the bag as he was announced as the MVP for the American League um, <clears throat> as he's going through the free agency process now. That just uh, bumped his price up pretty, pretty hefty, but I think that was kind of a known thing. The Yankees did make an offer to him yesterday. I think he'll he'll average about $40 million a year, plus he, he wants that captain – that C on his jersey. Obviously, the last uh, Yankee to wear the captain's um, jersey was Derek Jeter. Uh, the Yankees also re-signed Anthony Rizzo this week, which was a big deal for them. Um, over to the NCAA football, Tennessee got absolutely throttled last night by South Carolina. Uh, that basically eliminated them from the national championship conversation. Top five, top 25 rankings came out uh, a couple hours ago. Came out Georgia number one. They looked almost unbeatable. Um, Ohio State, Michigan, they play next week, so they may knock each other out next week, but there'll be a one one loss team because they're both undefeated. And then TCU uh, eked out a win as well, keeping them undefeated. USC, LSU sitting on the outside at five and six. Tennessee dropped from three to number nine, and then Alabama sitting on the outside looking in at number eight as well. Uh, a little bit of boxing news. Tank Davis finally announced that him and Ryan Garcia will fight January the 7th. Finally, we get a big, big fight. Uh, I think we've all been waiting for that. Uh, a little bit of NFL news just from the first half of the early games. The Eagles uh, snuck, snuck out a win this evening, uh, moving to 9-1. and one. Uh, Last second touchdown by Jalen Hurts with five seconds left, so moving them to 9-1 and one after they lost last week to Washington. Uh, the Jets fell to 6-4, and four, giving up a 75-yard punt return with five seconds left. Uh, in the fourth quarter, they also gave up the first punt return touchdown of the season with five seconds left in the game. So that's a tough loss, tough loss for the Jets um, because the Bills end up winning, which moved their records to seven to three. Baltimore won today, moving their records to seven and three. The Giants lost to Detroit in an embarrassing loss, uh, moving them to seven and three. But they will play Dallas uh, on Thanksgiving. Dallas is playing right now. Minnesota up thirteen to three. 
in the second quarter. Uh, NBA, Victor Wimbanyama continues to showcase his talent. I mean, he's obviously a clear lock to be the number one pick. You got NBA players talking about this young man. Uh, so he he's clearly well on his way. Uh, the Lakers, Lakers and Pistons are rumored to be eyeing Miles Bridges, who just came off a plea of a no contest to a domestic violence charge. So he'll come with a little bit of baggage. But I think these teams are trying to make a move any way possible they can right now. Uh, the Bucks and the Hawks, they are both in contention to go after Jay Crowder. The Suns um, have been tied to Harrison Barnes, Kyle Kuzma, uh, and Kenyon Martin Jr. as these teams are looking to bolster their bench a little bit more with some role players. Knicks are uh, obviously out there shopping Derrick Rose uh, and uh, Emmanuel Quigley. I think that could be the sign that it is the beginning of the end for Tibbs. Um, his old way of thinking and coaching is probably no longer uh, a good thing in the NBA. Uh, and the last thing I'll tell you is Kyrie uh, Irvin was officially reinstated and he is available to play tonight. And then of note, um, again, this is just some of the things that I think Kyrie Irvin does that people overlook. Um, but he did donate $65,000 to Miss Robinson's family uh, to help with some of the, the funeral things and just financial help uh, in any way possible. And then there was one other NBA player. Uh, what's my man from New York? He used to play for the Knicks. Uh, he's slipping my mind. He played at UConn, but he ended up donating $30,000 as well uh, to the family. And then that's all I got for you for sports, brother. Thank you, Jay Boogie. Ryan Balls, this week in hip-hop history. Oh, yeah, I got you. Hold on one second. First of all, we got <clears throat> today in hip-hop history, Fight Dog of Tribe Called Quest was born November 20th, 1970. Moving on, we got Talib Kweli released his debut solo album, Quality, November 19th, 2002. Then we got Foxy Brown released her debut album, Il Nana, November 19th, 1996. I know y'all remember that one. Then we got uh, LL Cool J released his debut album, Radio. You know, I can't live without my radio. <laughs> That was a dope, that was a dope track from him back in the days. November 18th, 1985. I was too little to even be listening to that, but I remember the the track from, you know, it being played by, you know, more recent video, uh, like video music boxing, MTV raps and stuff like that. But um, then you got Method Man released his second solo album, to Cal 2000, Judgment Day, November 17, 1998. <clears throat> that was a dope album. I know my boy Kamali know all about this album. Then, they, then you got uh, Ice Cube releases third album, The Predator, November 17, 1992. You know Ice Cube is a dope lyricist. Now, everybody remember this album. Dr. Dre released his second album, The Chronic, 2001, November 16th, 1999. Uh, I don't know if, if it was true that Jay-Z wrote uh, for the Dre, for that uh, Still Dre, 
but that was a dope track to me. You know what I mean? He he came off on that track. Then we got Methamir released his debut solo album to Cal, November 15, 1994. E40 was born November 15, 1967. Old Dirty Bastard was born November 15, 1968. And then we got Jay-Z released his eighth studio album, The Black Album, November 14th, uh, 2003. Now, I know y'all remember that album. Can y'all tell me, can y'all tell me what's like one of your favorite tracks from that album? I like um, Threats, because you know, that dude, uh, Serge the Entertainer had me dying on that one, but. <laughs> Let me know one of your favorite tracks from the Black album from Jay Z. That um, bitches shit, real bitches. Is that you know what I'm talking about? I think it was like number twelve or some shit. Yeah, talking about bitches on my mind sisters. right now. Bitches and sisters. Yeah, bitches and sisters. Bitches and sisters. That was oh, like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I like that track too. Yeah, I don't know if that shit. was on a was that on the black album or what? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I okay. like my shit. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and yeah. roll with the Brooklyn boy. Yeah, encore. Run that sound makes noise. What you waiting for? Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, but that that concludes my this. Week in hip hop. I hope y'all liked it. All right, thank you, Ryan, for that. All right, stay with some hip hop news. Uh, rapper Twenty One Savage says Nas is not relevant. Um, what's your thoughts on that world tour? Uh, um, yeah, nah, I think that's um, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though we have the age gap. Hold on a second. Let me blow my nose. Excuse me. Even though we have the age gap, Nas' um, music is very much relevant. In, in fact, the music that he was dropping 20 years ago speak of the times that we live in today. That was he was getting a foresight back then. So to say that it's irrelevant to him, that may be his actual opinion because of his circle and how he operate and how he lived his life. But I, I bet you this, this is another fact. 20 years from now, he gonna understand that that KD3 drop is way deeper than that her loss that he dropped with um that compilation album they just dropped, he dropped with Drake. That KD3 is talking, he talking some things in there. Yeah, he always talks some things. So, of course, there's a cultural difference, us being from up north, as they say, up top, us being New Yorkers. So we um we come from the era of intellectual gangsters rapping. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't just no A, B, C, one, two, three, I shoot you and I sell weight. There wasn't nothing, you know what I'm saying? Shit was more intricate, metaphoric, you know what I'm saying? Similes, it was, it was it was real MCs, you know what I'm could have really told a story. So for him to say that, it just lets you know in a way how out of touch 
the new generation is with that form of music and the form of lyrics and actually could actually learn something amongst all the violence and all the bitches and hoes. You can actually hear something that you could take with you. You know what I'm saying? So him saying that is just a sign of the times. And you have to mention, he from like when you from the UK, you you went to one area in Atlanta, because I don't know him being from nowhere else but the UK and Atlanta. The world is bigger than Atlanta. Way bigger than Atlanta. So and I, I think that the senses were uh, concurred that my knowledge is pretty much relevant. He dropped three albums in the last two, three years. Four albums. So that's way more work than he's been putting in. 21 Savage, so I beg the difference. That's my take, though. All right, Mr. Wallace, your thoughts? I feel like that statement showed his level of ignorance. Um, if I mean, for anybody to say that, you obviously don't know much about hip hop. Um, because there's there's nobody that would that would say that. Even Jay Z, when it was in a beef, wouldn't say that. Even Tupac wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? Like it's not relevant. It's I think it's an idiotic, ignorant statement. Um, and he said he didn't mean any disrespect by it, but I don't. You know, that, that's another thing that's ignorant, right? You need to learn how to speak. Then you know, <laughs> you know, get your vocabulary because calling somebody irrelevant in the, in their profession is disrespectful. Um, so, you know, that part, but yeah, that's my take. All right. Jay Boogie. Yeah, man. I, I agree with both of my brothers, man. Like that's probably one of the dumbest statements, comments I've ever heard. Uh, he probably should go play in traffic somewhere after making that comment, uh, because Nas is one of the best lyricists of all time and, and just an incredibly thoughtful, uh, young man, young black man at that. And, and some of the to, to World Toll's point, some of the things he was talking about decades ago, we've seen it come to fruition today. And so the foresight that he had is just like, it's unbelievable. So I, you can't make a comment like that to Mr. Wallace's point and say that it's not disrespectful because it is. Um, so I just, you know, he can go back across the pond somewhere and go play in the World Cup. Ryan Boss. Yeah, man, I I totally agree with all the brothers, man. Like, 21 Savage is off his rocker right now. I'm talking about Nas ain't relevant. Nas was a hip-hop prophet. You know what I mean? When he came out with your, the album uh, Nostradamus, you know what I mean? <laughs> he was telling, you know what I mean, everybody how it was going to be in hip-hop. And, like, when he came out with uh, Hip Hop Is Dead, he was just trying to, you know, put batteries in these MCs' backs and then let them know that, yo, y'all ain't doing too good right now. Y'all ain't bringing hip-hop to its futility, you know what I mean? So that's why um, your boy 21 Savage is dead wrong, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? I I remember uh, back in the day, some rappers said that he ain't know, I forgot what rapper it was, but it was a, it was a, well-known rapper, he said he didn't know who he was. And I'm like, yo, come on, boy. He's like, yo, come on. If you don't know who this rapper is, then you don't know hip-hop. You know what I mean? I, I forgot who exactly who the rapper was, but I was bugging out. Like, yo, this is crazy. These young rappers, they don't pay homage. 
You know what I mean? And it's just like uh, last time when we was talking about checking in, you know what I mean? It's, it's paying homage, you know what I mean, to the MCs that did it before us. You know what I mean? You got to do that. You know what I mean? Without hesitation. You know what I mean? All the, the Fat Joes, the uh, KRS-1s, the Big Daddy Kings, the Coogee Raps, all of those rappers that did it before us, they was nice. They were super nice. And it was nice and way nicer than these kids that's doing it now. And they talking trash about, you know what I mean, the old school rappers. And I ain't even gonna say old school. I'm just gonna say that, you know what I mean, the rappers that came before us, you know what I mean? Because it's not, I don't feel it's old school, you know what I mean? Because you can still bump a Nas tape right now. You can still bump a Coogee rap tape right now. And you know what I mean? People be like, yo, what's that? You know what I mean? If they didn't know, and if they didn't know, they be like, yo, he bumping some, some, he bumping some high-ish right there. So that's my take on that. One other thing too, man, like, you know, the term legend and icon is is loosely used uh, way too often. But I think when you think about somebody like Nas and, and his body of work over the, how many decades he's been doing it, he's absolutely an icon in his business and a legend in this business. 21 Savage got a long way to go to even be talked about in the same conversation with Nas. That's a fact. Speaking of which, the hip hop pioneers, DJ Academics, he called all the hip hop pioneers dusty. What's your thoughts on that, World Tour? Yeah, that's, that's disgraceful how you got people, you know, that basically, Feed off for the culture in so many ways, and then don't pay homage and be blatantly disrespectful because the doors that's open for them now to make these revenues and streams of money, people that he's saying people who call Dusty the ones who open those doors for him. You know, they took they took the uh, the disrespect and the uh, bad contracts and uh, exposing the money woes for people like that to come in. And make their fortune, but yes, yeah, pay no homage, show no respect, and perpetuate the uh, basically the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So that's crazy, like that's crazy. But I'm gonna say that even if that is true, you know, a lot of people see in the whole all the time. Those who were in the forefront back in the day, I I started getting high getting locked up, whatever, whatever, whatever case may be, and falls under the brakes. But you don't publicly shame those people, especially you are you not even from these places. You know, where hip hop was born. And people came from took the majors out the mud. You ain't even from those places. So you have the audacity to speak upon something that you have nothing you don't know, like the pitfalls in this life that you come up in. So it's that's just crazy. And it's, it's, it's sad that he's elevated the way he is and the platform that he got. And um, it's, and, and like these dudes don't know the boy. When he started talking crazy, even though Meek Mill, side note real, real quick, even though Meek Mill be on his shit sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I don't agree with nothing. Everybody do whatever with the case they do. But Meek Mill's the type of artist, when he started talking crazy like that to Meek Mill and knowing that he'll call the cops and all this, that should have been a uniform thing to really 
move away from him and don't give him the access. Like all these 21 savages and guys like that, give him the access to interview and be kiki and, and use him as a promotional, promotional tool. So the game is fucked up when you got people like that. And as a so-called gatekeeper. That's my take, though. All right, Mr. Wallace, your thoughts on what DJ Academic calling the hip-hop pioneers Dusty? Uh, well, first, I would say, in my opinion, DJ Academics is just a clown, man. Uh, he's not even a DJ. And he calls himself DJ Academics. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, he's a clown. Um, but I think statements like that uh, come from the age of these internet tough guys. You know, where because when he was asked about it, the dude tried to speak his way around it like 30 different ways. Uh, and that's, you know, he's a clown. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, yeah, he would not say that, he wouldn't call none of them pioneers dusty to their face. You know, I would, I, I would, I would put, I would bet money that he would not go to any of these pioneers and call them dusty to their face. So I can't respect it. You know, obviously, regardless, you know, whatever the, someone's financial situation is, whatever, um, Dusty is a, it's a disrespectful term to call somebody, especially in, from a, one man to another. And for you not even to know somebody after they've made contributions to something that you are, you know what's the word? The um, beneficiary of. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, and not even an authentic one. You know what I mean? Like, like you've been able to to infiltrate as as a as a clown, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? and make millions off of it. And now you got the got the nerve to call the people that paved the way for you, Dusty. It's like, yo, dude, yo, man, he's a clown, man. DJ Academics is a clown. And ever since I've seen that interview with him, and uh, what's that? What's that rapper from Chicago? Um, nah, it's a light skin nigga. Um, Vic, was it Vic? Vic Mensa. Yeah, I think it was Vic Mensa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's straight up like, "Yo, man, you know what I mean? You wouldn't say none of that shit. Basically, I'll slap the shit out of you. You a bitch. Did he actually say nothing? You're like a, like the clown he is. You know what I mean? Just like when he was asked about these questions, he tried to walk his way back." like 10 times. It's like, yo, he's, he's a fucking clown, man. Um, that's my take. All right, Jay Boogie. Yeah, man, I think people make comments like that, man. They, they are irrelevant and they're looking for relevancy. Um, and I think that's really what it all boils down to because they're not, they're not doing numbers. Like, I mean, Nas is still doing numbers, man. And, you know, you talk about pioneers. I mean, I like some of the responses from some of the OGs and they, they laid this boy down so nice it wasn't even funny. But I just think these guys are irrelevant, but they have to find out a way to stay relevant and how they do it. You know, like Mr. Wilder said, through social media, man, that's that's how they try and stay relevant. It's not through their craft. Um, and, in, you know, like you said, he's not even a, a real freaking DJ. But, you know, you, you can gain relevancy through social media. And that's that's what these guys tend to do instead of working on a craft. And I just think he's completely irrelevant in my book. All right. LT The Voice, your thoughts on DJ Academics calling the hip-hop pioneers Dusty? Well, I actually didn't get the um, memo on that. 
But as far as I'm concerned, a lot of people be acting like they tough. Like a lot of these rappers, they they're gonna stop rapping about gangster stuff. So so I'ma just say they mimicking shit that they saw or trying to be like somebody else or trying to be like the movies. A lot of this rap stuff is gonna go undercover. They're not gonna be speaking about shooting and gang banging too much sooner. So I'm gonna just put my input on that because I just got here. So I really didn't get to follow up on everything. I'm gonna leave it at that. Well, I'm gonna hit you because let's say he called DJ Academics. Uh, he likes a lot of he messed with the drill music, right? So what he does uh, now, he's called like LL Cool J, um, Rakim. He called all of them, you know, all the people that paved the way. Nas. He called all of them dusty and irrelevant right now. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think he's telling the truth or no? No, that's a bunch of BS because if it wasn't for them, it wouldn't have been been no hip-hop and R&B mixed together at that. They they made the wave on that and Nas keep it real all the time. Anyway, he's got LL Cool J with his his hip hop R and B. No, I mean he paved the way with the um R and B love songs, with the, the rap love songs, you know, you know, smooth stuff like that. So Okay, Ryan uh, Ryan Bosch, your thoughts. Yeah, man. I like I think what Spot was trying to say, if it wasn't for no LL, wouldn't be no Ja Rule, you know what I mean? And if if it wasn't for your boy uh Nas, it wouldn't be no intellectual rappers out here like Vink Mensa or you know what I mean, your Kendrick Lamar's or your J. Cole's, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we all know that uh uh, Nas was uh, J. Cole's you know his his icon his his idol and uh, <clears throat> that's how we gotta look at the older rappers you know what I mean the the ones that came before us and and paved the way for us we can't look at them as dusty you know what I mean I don't, I don't know how he get the word dusty you know what I mean he's a you know, academics is a clout chaser. You know what I mean. So he's gonna say things that's gonna get him likes or dislikes. He don't like. He don't. It don't matter as long as he gets the views. That's what gets him money. So that's probably the reason why he's saying things like that. But that's my take. All right, world tour, hip hop pioneer. Who comes to mind? Well, uh, our era. <laughs> Like my era as a teenager coming out, I would have to say Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. And of course, DMX, The Locks. You know, those are the pioneers. And like, in my, from my era, I would say, you know, of course, I, um, I'm familiar with you know, Big Daddy Kane, uh, Rock King. Uh, so you going to just say everybody, give, give, give somebody else a chance. I'm gonna put KRS one in there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You wanna just yeah, go right. down the whole list. You right, wanna go right. down the whole list. At least give me let me get mines in there. You right. South South Bronx. 
So what I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Biggie, Jay Z, and Nas, and say I'm from that era. So those are the pioneers of my era. That's my um, take on it, Mr. Wallace. Yeah. You say hip hop pioneers. Who comes to mind? Oh, um, LL. That's the first person that comes to mind for me. LL Cool J, um, Busta Rhymes, uh, Nas. I try to think like when I was like a kid. You know what I mean, like Ice Cube. Um, and it's even like a lot of behind the scenes people, like Akinelli. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, yeah, I, I give those, I give those names. Uh, Jay Boogie. Yeah, I would definitely say LL, man. LL is the first person to come to my mind when you think about, I mean, his body of work and how long he's been doing this, man. I mean, um, I would definitely say him and then a little bit more modern. I would probably, probably go with Biggie, Biggie and Jay. And then I'll leave it at that because I can't take my main man, LT, the voice spotlight. LT the voice. I could add Onyx on there. All right. Lost Boys. I'm going to add that on there too. Everybody said most of <laughs> Everybody said most of everything else. So, yo, y'all. I, I, I got to apologize. I'm up here visiting. Everybody look at me like I'm rude. Let me um, let me get with y'all, man. I, I'm uh, I'm gonna check out early in this week. I'm sorry, y'all. All right, man. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving, bro. Do you think happy Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. Love y'all, man. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ryan Boss. Yeah, that's my take on that. Ryan Boss. Yeah, yo. When I. Look back at the, you know, the like the real lyricists, you know what I mean? Like, I, I got to mention my boy Kooji Rap once again. I got to mention <clears throat> dudes like uh, Big Daddy Kane again, you know what I mean? I got to mention, of course, Biggie, you know what I mean? Nas, Jay-Z, uh, Old Dirty Bastard. You know, really the whole Wu-Tang, you know what I mean? Back in the days was just killing everybody. Inspector Deck, Ghostface Killer, Raekwon, you could you know, name all of them really, you know what I mean, was killing back in the days. So, you know what I mean? Uh, you know what I mean? We got old rappers like, uh, who else? Kumo D, you know what I mean? Uh... Shout out to Rakim. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you cannot forget the letter Shout out R. To Rakim, man. That's a fact. The 18th letter, Rakim. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The 18th letter. You heard you gotta you gotta give him his props. Cause he he came in with the flows that, you know what I mean, changed the game really. You know what I mean? That made other people want to rap like him. You know what I mean? Because everybody before him, you know what I mean, they had their little slow flows or whatever, but he came in with a flow that it was just like the bars were linked together so beautifully. You know what I mean? So yeah, definitely rock him. Um, but yeah, that's my take on that. <clears throat> All right. So world talk.
um, live with me for one moment. So yesterday I was at my game, right? And so the game of four miles, the guy was a guy drove, and the guy went and played defense on him, and he fouled him. You know, I think he bumped him, he fouled him, he caught an M1. The defensive player um fell back and hit his head on the on the fucking gym floor. And when he when he, everybody trying to get up, he wouldn't get up for a minute. But when he tried to get up, he started shaking. So people were looking around. Yeah, leave him there. So they left him there for a little while. Then he got him up, put him to the sideline. He ain't never came back to the game. He was just standing there. So, like, I'm waiting for them to say, you know, um, they're going to call the ambulance or the commissioner going to do something or whatever. Nothing happened. So I ended up walking over to the guy. He had his lights was on. Nobody home. I said, yo, boy, you all right? He said, um, what happened? He said, um, I said, you don't know what happened? He said, nah, he didn't remember nothing. Um, so I went to the commission. I said, yo, listen, this guy don't remember what happened. He don't know what happened. He fell. He asked me who hit him. Those are the big nigga hit him. He, he didn't even know who hit him. I told him what happened. I told his teammates, and I don't know this guy. I said, yo, I told his team, I said, listen, this guy needs to go to the hospital. I told boy, go to the hospital. So come to find out, I guess he went to the hospital, but I don't know. But the thing about it, they just left him there. So my question is this, man, do black people, it was, the gym was packed too. And there's a bunch of black people, you know, black dudes and all that stuff. Do black people have compassion for one another? World tour. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a good question, man. It's an interesting question that we really have to, uh, you know, to really have to analyze our lack of compassion, right? Of course, black people have compassion. You know what I'm saying? If that was one, if that was, God forbid, you and Jay, and when uh, you wouldn't have to worry, like that stranger wouldn't have to come up to you to ask you if you're good, because he's going to hold you down. You know what I'm saying? He's going to make sure you get up out of there and get, and get the help you need. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it goes back to that uh, argument where we, uh, we dehumanize each other. You know what I'm saying? Opposition, or I don't know these niggas, or I don't know that nigga, fuck that nigga, even if I do know it. It's that kind of attitude. So our compassion, we have a big lack of compassion in a lot of areas. Even something that's smart, and that, something like that is eye-opening. Because, like, you know, and, like, the compassion you show is, is uh, and thank God for that because you had to walk past 10, pe- 10 15 people the nigga already knew. And none of them ain't checked for him like that. And that's that's a shame. And, and, and some people be having new reasons that they're not compassionate, whatever they be around people that they really don't like, have, you know what I'm saying, attenuary motives or whatever the case may be. So it's, it's sad because the lack of compassion, we know that there's compassion there because of the love that we have that we show to our people, right? And you know, other people that we may know, whatever the case may be, they do the same thing. But we also know, and I heard, and when we came up, it's, it's, it's zero compassion when it comes to, you know, I gotta do something to this nigga. Ain't no compassion. Niggas are like, on our block, we all know, it was a shootout at what, like 305. School just let out and niggas was shooting. Wow, shooting too. I don't even think they shot who they was trying to shoot, but they shot a little girl coming from school. Now that shows a lack of compassion. That, now that's the ultimate lack of compassion. 
niggas is out there shooting crazy. Like, and that's, that happens in a lot of inner cities throughout this whole country. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's sad, it's real sad that unfortunately, a lot of times, a bad apple spoils the bunch. So, and it's contagious. So if I know homeboy I don't have no compassion, I, I'm not gonna give him, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm gonna be just as cold with my calculated decisions. So it's contagious in that manner that um, we move like that with each other, especially certain caliber of people, because I know I'm totally different with certain caliber of people because I know the lack of compassion that lies in a lot of these motherfuckers' hearts. So I say we do have compassion, but I say there's a lot of non-compassion acts happening out here in these streets, though. That's my take. Ryan Bosch. Yeah, man. Uh, I believe there is compassion. You know what I mean? We just don't show it enough. You know what I mean? It's like we have it in us, but you know what I mean? Some people, you know what I mean? They don't, they act like, oh, I don't know that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Instead of calling them your brother, I don't know that nigga. You know what I mean? And then, you know what I mean? They treat them like you know, a stranger, you know what I mean? When that's your brother in reality. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I think we do have compassion, but like I said, it needs to be shown more. You know what I mean? Like some people hold back their compassion because they don't want to feel soft or they don't want to look a certain way or, you know what I mean? Sometimes they they just don't, you know, they don't, they don't have that upbringing. You know what I mean? Like, because when I was growing up, I was told to always respect my elders. You know what I mean? I was told to never hit on females and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And 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 help your neighbor, love your neighbor. You know what I mean? That's that's things that come from when you was young. You know what I mean? Your grandmother told you stuff like this. You know what I mean? So if they don't have it within them because of their upbringing, they ain't gonna have no compassion at all. And that I guess that's what we're losing as the generations. You know what I mean? continue to uh, come about, you know what I mean, a new generation of kids and, you know what I mean, teenagers and, and, and new adults. That's my take on that. <clears throat> All right, LT The Voice, your thoughts. I agree with everybody else said, but I'm gonna just add on. And especially to what Ryan hit. So what the God said, he said, if it's not in you, basically it's not going to come out. If it wasn't taught to you how to show love, it's not going to come out. Compassion is love also. I'm just using love. Like you do stuff from the heart. A lot of times I see people outside. I ain't got a little change. I'll give my food. It's not a problem. Because I know I got something I can eat. I can make something up, whip something up. We hood. And, and a lot of us still smoke weed, so we know how to make something out of nothing. We have a good-ass meal. 
you know, so yeah, I agree with everybody. Just you got to show more love. And yeah, I would help somebody out if I see them, you know, miscombobulated. It's just a lot of people don't do that no more because they rather just mind their business and keep it moving. It could be a setup. It could be this. It could be that. A lot of things could be running through their mind. But if you're not in the spiritual world, you won't feel that. You'll know that somebody really need help and you'll help them. Then a lot of times, oh, you all right? Hey, let me call the ambulance. Let me call this. Let me call that. You need help? Just, you know, just anybody. Just like if my heart is in it and I'm, 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 and I'm I'm in my spiritual world, but it just happened naturally. It's nothing to be worried about. Just gotta be in tune with yourself and in tune with, with, with Christ. Read your Bible more. That's my take. Jay Boogie. Yeah, I, I do think we, we do have compassion, but I think for, for us as black people, compassion is is situational. Right. And then, you know, to, to World Toll's point is if it's you, if it's LT, if it's if it's Ryan Balls, you know, if it's PC Joe, if it's somebody that we know, then there's a lot of compassion. But I think what's missing is we we look at compassion as a as a as a weakness. And I think too often people don't have empathy or they don't have sympathy. And they look at empathy, you know, being empathetic or being sympathetic, people look at it as a sign of weakness instead of actually looking at it as a sign of strength. And until we start looking at it as a sign of strength, then we won't really start to help people out. I mean, I remember sitting home in my mother's block and I seen a dude get shot across the street. And so it had nothing to do with me. But of course, the first thing I did was call 911 because I'm very empathetic and sympathetic to what just happened. I don't really care what they were dealing with, but you don't want to sit there and watch somebody struggle when you can actually help. And so I think when we start looking at you know, compassion, empathy, and sympathy as a as a sign of strength and not as a sign of weakness, then we'll change. But I think, unfortunately for us, culturally, it's, it's viewed as a sign of weakness, and we just don't think that it's a good thing to do. Um, so I, I do think it's a problem. There is compassion, again, it's situational, but empathy and sympathy goes a long way um, when you're dealing with people. Speaking of which, we're going to go into the Shanquella Robinson situation. So Shanquella Robinson, she went to, um, she's from um, Charlotte, North Carolina. She went on vacation to Cabo, Mexico with uh, um, five of us, um, two other girls and three guys. Um, they said um, she returned with um, the friends returned home and they told the parents that she died. Um, for alcohol poisoning. That's what everyone told, including her, her best, her so-called best friend. Um, from the find out a few days later, a video was leaked that with another, she's having a fight when she was butt naked with one of the girls she was on vacation with. And the girl was just, um, just really beat the hell out of her with her neck, beating all her, beating, all, beating her really, really bad. While somebody was videotaping it, it was a guy who was videotaping it. Um, um, uh, you know, he was a guy who was videotaping it, and he was telling her, "Why don't you fight back?" And she was like, "No," she she was a little bit intoxicated. Everybody said. Um, 
So um, come to find out, um, they saying that the friends and everyone saying that she was um, intoxicated the um, from alcohol poisoning. That's what she died from. But the autopsy showed that she had a broken neck and a fractured spleen. Um, so everyone, the friends, everyone, all the friends have deactivated their social media. Um, one of them has coming out, came out and was just saying what he that he wasn't there when it happened. The best friend um, went to the mom's house. Um, he's telling the, uh, the moms that, you know, he's still going through with the story that she was alcohol poisoned. But more than likely, it's going to come out that two males um, was right there recording it. One of them, they two of them had beards and three of the, and all three of the men have beards. The girl, they already identified one of the girls that was there as the person that, that beat up. So um, this happened in Mexico. Mexico saying, the police are saying that, um, that there, there was no wrongdoing and that, um, that, you know, basically no crime was committed. Uh, I want to ask Jay Boogie, what's your thoughts on this situation? First of all, I think it's incredible. It's a tragic, tragic situation. And I think, um, I mean, clearly from the videos that have been leaked, there was some wrongdoing there. There was some jealousy there. She, she, uh, she had a, a reputation to be an incredibly educated and successful young lady. Um, I think she had just started her own business. And there was clearly some jealousy there uh, with the folks that, they, that she was traveling with. Um, I know there was a little bit of conversation of that, that they were on to a few of the folks and they were supposed to extradite them back to Mexico. I don't think that would be successful at all. I mean, obviously, given we know how corrupt they are over there in Mexico. But I think this goes back to the, to the point of, you know, not sheltering our kids, but making sure that our kids kind of understand who you're hanging with. And if you're not with like-minded people, uh, nothing ends up well. And so I always try to encourage my kids to be with people that are like-minded. Uh, this is, again, incredibly tragic situation. Uh, thankful for, you know, people like Kyrie Irvin and others that, that donated money to, to, to her, her family to help, you know, pay for some of these costs for her funeral. She looked like she had an incredible uh, going home service uh, yesterday. But I think it's, it's, it goes back to the point of us making sure that our children kind of understand who it is that you're hanging out with and really truly get to know uh, these folks that clearly no, no compassion here, no sympathy, no empathy. Uh, this was, this was, abs this was calculated. Um, something like this can only be calculated. And this was, this was planned um, probably before they left the state of North Carolina, this was planned. And I just, again, I, my condolences goes out to her family. Um, and this is, this is unfortunate again, that it is us that are taking us out and then we have to, you know, take a hard look at ourselves in the mirror again and say, do we really care about each other? And I mean, everything points to the answer is no, we don't. Um, and so I, I just, you know, I think it's incredibly unfortunate. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, while the girl was beating up, she was like, I'm tired of you. So obviously they had some issues or she had some issues towards this young lady um, before they even went on vacation. But it's a crazy situation. World Tour, what's your thoughts on the Shancroda Robinson situation? Yeah, that's a sad situation, man. That's, uh, that's very unfortunate, man. And the SEC is like that. You know, man, those people deserve whatever they get, man. They got to do that time method, bro. <laughs> it's going to be rough for them. As it should be. That, that, that's sad, man. 
I ain't never, I, 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 of course, I saw it all over the blogs. I ain't seen none of the videos. I ain't even want to watch it, like, just to know, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, friends like that, who need enemies, man? Like, how, like Jay was just saying, man, it's us doing it to us. Like, like who for is that, man? Like, that's bad. That's bastard. That's my take, bro. Ryan Bars, your take on San Cotto Robinson. Yeah, man, I, I think it's very, very sad, you know what I mean, that this had to happen. And I it, it reminds me of the Shanika Jenkins case, you know what I mean, when that beautiful young lady had to lose her life when she was with friends and they try to say, you know, that she got, uh, you know, too messed up that night and, you know, got lost or whatever. But this time they got video evidence of the crimes, you know what I mean? And they still trying to get these people off. That's how you could tell that Mexico don't care about me. No, no US citizens, you know what I mean? But uh, I think, you know what I mean? She will get justice, you know what I mean? Because of the video evidence and because of you know, the things that was said and was done in the video. So, you know, I just want to say rest in peace and uh, I send my condolences to the family. That's my take. Thank you. All right, Mr. Wallace, what's your take on the Shanquilla Robinson situation? And two, the second thing is, do you think Black people have compassion for one another? Mm. Um, all right, so the... Uh, I'll answer the first question first and then the second question. Um, I, I'm really not as informed as I would like to be about the situation. I know it was tragic. I don't know exactly what happened to the young lady, um, but I know that she ended up losing her life going out there with some friends, right? Is that what happened? She right, so I, what happened, so it was on, they went, you know, they, the friend, they went to Cabo. Um, they, they, they told the moms and father that she died of alcohol poisoning. Um, but later on, a video was shown um, that she was being beaten up uh, one of uh, the girls that she went on on vacation with, the autopsy came back saying that she had a broken neck and a fractured spine. And the oh, shit. Record, the, friends, the guys recorded it. Some two guys recorded it. It was three guys and two girls who she went on vacation with. So that's what basically happened. They basically lying to the family. Um, yeah, man. Listen, I think that it's, it's, it's extremely tragic, obviously, you know, for everybody involved, the family, the, the young lady, of course, the family, um, if she had any real friends, you know what I mean? They're affected. I mean, every, every, you know, it, it's a sad situation. Uh, if they videotaped it, then they're going to get penalized and get what's coming to them, which is, uh, good. But, you know, obviously there's a big, there's a big issue here. And, you know, I don't know. You know, I I don't know. I don't want to speak about parenting or anything. Like I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm I'm ignorant to the situation, but I think that somewhere she was, you know, someone wasn't as involved as they should be. I mean, you know, unless these, I just don't understand. Like like, uh, you know, how your friends would take you on a trip. Like it's your friends, right? It's like this is your crew which you probably know each other's parents and all of that stuff, which the girl did, right? Her friend knew her parents. 
Yep. Uh, so, yep. you know, you know, I don't know. You know, like she was with her friend. You know, if my daughter wants to go on a trip with her friend that I know and feel comfortable with, you know, I, I don't know, man. It's just a tragic situation. I don't, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. Were the boys her friends too, or did they just meet them out there? Well, the guy, one of the guys, you know, um, he he was her best friend, they said. One of the guys. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like, how do you avoid that? You know, and let someone live a full life. You know, how do you how do you avoid that? Um, you just got to watch the people you around. Make sure you can always protect yourself and defend yourself as an individual. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Best practices in in this case, you know, I, I just it's tragic. It's sad. Uh, I'm just trying to you know solution based. I don't even know what to do. Or what we could do. Um, so now I'm asking answer your second question. Do black people have compassion for each other? I think in moments of tragedy and despair, yes. Um, on a regular every day to day, nah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'd say. Okay. LT the voice, your thoughts. Yeah, like everyone else said, it was tragic. But to um, put it into what Mr. Wallace was trying to issue into point was you going out of the country, who you going with, where you going, how many people going, are you going to check all of that? And my, uh, and my point Mr. Wallace was trying to hit that, but he wasn't trying to go deep into it. I don't know. He could chime in and say yes or no whenever he wants. But you sending your um, child. Well, yeah, I, I was I was leading into that, but I'm I'm ignorant to it. You know, like I don't know. You know, all of those things could have been checked. You know, like her, the girl was her, was her friend. Yeah. The guy was, was one of the guys was her best friend. So, you know, I mean, it's easy to assume that those you know they those things were checked. Yeah, for I don't want to speak on it because I, I don't know about it. Yeah, for them just to get a video of their daughter having a fight but naked because I heard about this like in the middle of the week. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. You know, because my wife be on Instagram and all this other shit. You talk about a lot of shit. So... She she talked to me about what be going on on Instagram. Oh, did you see this? Did you see that? I'd be like, no, because I don't be on it like that. But she'd tell me. So that's how I found out this little information. The girl was about 16 years old. 22. Like, oh, well, 22. I had a fight butt naked outside. And it, it, it's ridiculous. People need to know where their kids are going, regardless of how old they are. Your parent, your parent. And it's ridiculous. People want to grow up fast. You got to be easy. They got new date rape drugs out here and, and all this other stuff. Got to be safe. But I do think, I do think to Mr. Wallace's point, like the order of the surprise, you just don't know, right? 
So we we could be cool. We could be banging. We could hang out. We could hang out for years. And, you know, and she was like, again, like I mentioned earlier, Mr. Wallace, she she was known to have just started a business. She was incredibly successful, you know, educated. And, and so I, I think, you know, there probably was a little bit of jealousy, but, but but how do you how do you detect that without really knowing? I think that's that's the hard part about this is just really not knowing, you know, what their motives was before they even left. Because the parents are probably thinking they're just going to have a good time, you know. She done worked yeah, on ass have, those, her you know? people. Exactly. Yep. She deserves a vacation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, go party it up with your friends. You know, I mean, they yep. had the parents' number in order to contact them. So it's like, you know, it's... And she was 22. I mean, truth be told, she didn't even need to check with her parents. She you know, right. do what she wanted to do. You know what I mean? Um, which is why, you know, to my, to my second point, you have to know how to defend yourself as an individual. And just know how to read a room, like know how to, you know, be aware and conscious of the energies around you. Um, I mean, it's, and I don't even know if that would help in this. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Bad situation. Yeah. The funny thing about it is this, is that they came back and they told, they all had the same lie. And then the video get leaked. So who leaked the video? You know? Who you think leaked the video? You know what I think? It was probably her best friend. Because her best friend, was her best friend there in the video during the fight and all that? Well, it was two guys that was in the video. One of the guys was a, a feminine. He was a little bit feminine. And her best friend is feminine. He was wearing, um, he had his, his nails done. So, see, see some you feminine know. men. Right. Uh-uh. And he was like, uh, fight back. Fight back, you know, trying to be, you know, you know, being funny. So telling her to fight back. And she was like, no, my girl was beating her up and she was butt naked. The girl, like, I'm tired of you. Um, but they all had the same, they all had the same um alibi, except one guy who said he wasn't even there. Um but so but her best friend is the one that was beating her up. No, there's another girl. Her best friend was the guy who was a little feminine. Okay, so all right, so the girl that texted her that, that contacted her parents, that wasn't her friend. It wasn't a girl who kept her, her, it was the guy. Ah, okay. Who's okay. her best friend? So was any of the was the girl was any of them her friends, like the girl that she was fighting? Well, there's a video of her of that she took that was leaked, and she was going into their room and said how long is it going to take? She was, hey, you know, very joyful, happy. How long is it going to take for you guys, girls to get naked? And you see all the girls in there, the other two girls in there. Um, so only thing we see is this, right? We see the other girl um, beating beating her up, right? The bigger one beating her up. So, and then it cut off. We don't know what else happened after when the cameras went off. We don't know if the other girl came and jumped on or they continued to beat beat on her or Oh, if they all jumped on. We don't know. Only thing we know is one girl beat up that was beaten up. I think, I think this is what happened without knowing everything. This is a speculation, obviously, but I feel like they're young, right? She was 22. So some shit happened on it. Obviously, you know, shit got out of hand. This woman, this girl died. And whoever wasn't there was told, yo, you, you know, you better go on with this story. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Um, and, you know, given whatever camaraderie they felt or lack of options, it was like, all right, cool. 
And one of them was like, you know, this is wrong. And probably leaked the video. You know what I mean, one of them that wasn't there was like, nah, this, you know, nah. You know what I mean, as soon as I get away from these people and I, you know, away from this situation, I'm gonna leak this shit. You know, but in fear for whatever could happen to them, they, you know, during when everything was going on, they're like, yeah, 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 this is what happened. You know what I mean, they just going along with the story. That's what I think. Right. She was 25, it says, but they said that she, that the parents received, you know, two phone calls from a group of friends and they said, you know, the first one that was saying that she wasn't feeling well due to alcohol poisoning, that the doctor was being called. Um, and then she, and then she, uh, then she got a call from um, the friend and um, who said that she, uh, again, she was alcohol poisoned. Um, but the, the, the autopsies didn't show no such thing of, no such um, thing of, of alcohol poisoning. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're 22. You don't know that they're, that they're going to automatically do an autopsy. You may be ignorant to that fact. So, so right. I'm saying, like, you're coming up with this story, you know what I mean? Like in, in the heat of, like in panic mode. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So everybody jump on board, like, yo, this is what we're saying, da, 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 you know. Right. And then I think somebody was like, this shit is wrong. They didn't know. Right. And that begs the question up right now. I'm going to bring it up to uh, start with um, World Tour. Do women really like each other? Do women really have real friends? World tour. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell, man. Like, for the most part, no. And, uh, that's a clear-cut example right there, man. That's, that's, that's nasty words right there, man. And for her best friend and all those, to allow that to go down is even worse. All the Nicolites, you know what I'm saying? But like, but nah, they don't. They really don't. And, you know, you never see. You really, really see that of a healthy relationship. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's unfortunate, man. That whole just the whole situation is sad. Twenty five years old, had a whole life in front of her, man. And you out there vacationing with so-called friends, and we all make it back. That's that's a, that's a fucking nightmare, man. Definitely for those who have daughters. So, but that's what I think, though. Nah, they don't. Yeah, I don't think so, Neva. I'll tell you a little story. I had a friend who had this girl. He was done with a group. Um a group of them, it's a bunch of them, and he's cutting school. And one of my friends, he had, he was dealing with one of the girls the whole day, dealing with, messing with her the whole day, you know, whatever, whatever, doing what he was doing and doing it well, right? Then later on, time to go home, we all walk him to the train station. They all walk together, put the one on the train station, then on the way back, walking back up, he's fucking with the friend, fucking with him too. They're on the way back up the whole time. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you can't you can't make this shit up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, yo, man. Uh, you, you can't make this uh, up. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> you know what I feel nigga, like? She saw the nigga messing with her friend the whole time, the whole day. But when they put on the train, when she went on that A train and the A train oh. station on the way back up. 
that's what it was his top. My homeboy was a player. Yeah, that shit crazy. I ain't even that show you right now. Ain't no loyalty, man. You know, but they knew they knew what they was doing. Like they was friends. They was in a group. They came together, and she knew, and she was, she watched her friend, you know, deal with this guy the whole time. And then when it was time to go oh, home, somebody in the bed. No, that's, that's, that's LT showing the. Um, yes, LT. That's LT showing up the, the video. Yeah, who's taking but, the video? Who that? Whose yeah, hand is that? Huh? That's the that's the feminine dude. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yo, son. He needs. Why he stop it? And you see it with somebody next to him recording it too. Yeah, she's going to jail, and they're going to jail. Right. So yeah, man, that they that shows a little example of girls. They don't really care about you know one another. They are they really friends? It yeah, don't that's matter. crazy because that nigga said what? Kobe and Lee fight back. Lt, go on mute. Lt, go on mute. Lt, go on mute. Yeah, all right, turn that video off too. I want to see that shit. Yeah. So Ryan Bars, what's your thoughts on that? The girls really friends? <laughs> I mean, it, girls be having friends, you know what I mean? But in real in reality, that's why they have us because you know what I mean, they not really really friends because there's always some underlying jealousy there, you know what I mean? I, I think, you know what I mean? I don't know for sure, you know what I mean, but um you know, girls, they, they get along until they don't get along. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel. You know what I mean? Like, you can have a friend, like, as a female. Did he go out or? Ryan Boss, we can't hear you, Ryan Boss. I think he took the train. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I saw my inbox with that real quick. But I was like, oh, shit. I know I hate you, Ryan Boss. We can't hear you. We can't hear you, Ryan Boss. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to go to Jay Boogie. Jay Boogie. Yeah, now, I mean, women are devious, man. And I, they they tip, they just don't get along with each other, man. And um, they to his point, man, they get along with each other. Don't get along with each other. Um, yeah, I just I don't I don't think it's and they just, I don't think it's in their DNA. But I think some women, you know, women who keep their circle of square, who know who they know who's in their corner, that's about it. But to have to have like you know seven, eight, nine, ten women friends. You don't see that, man. And if it is, it's not authentic because they all they're waiting for is the right time. That's all it is. That's right. They're waiting for the right time to strike. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, what about you, Mr. Wallace? Uh, I, I agree with, with everyone before me, man. Um, I think women are too much in competition to be friends. Like, uh, give you a perfect example. Last night or two nights ago, I went to this to this uh, little luncheon or whatever, and 
you know, one shorty had lent another shorty these shoes, the shorty who was throwing the event, right? So her friend lent her these shoes. And she was getting like a lot of compliments from the shoes. And then her friend came up and was like, just, just a random conversation, just spit it out. Like, yeah, you so you know I lent, you know, the well these shoes. You know what I'm saying? Just like just the shit on her. And that they, they got end up getting to a heated argument after that. It was just, you know, these people been friends for four years. That's not for you. Know what I mean? Come on, it's, it's, no. They can't be friends. Too much competition. Too much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how they wired, but I don't believe they can be friends. Right. Ryan Bars. That can hear me now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was just saying. You know, like females. You know what I mean? They they got friends. You know what I mean? But they don't really be friends because there's it's some underlying jealousy there, you know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? That's the reason why they got us, you know what I mean? Because we, you know what I mean, can understand them and we, we have a reason for being with them, you know what I mean? But, you know what I mean? When it's a female on female friendship, it's like they, they friends until they not friends. That's what I was saying before. They friends until they not friends. You know what I mean? It, it takes just a little thing to get them offset, and they be like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not messing with you. You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? But like with fellas, you know what I mean? We, 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 we take it light. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't. You know what I mean? Hold grudges. You know what I mean? For years and years. You know what I mean? Versus females, it'll take something little, and then like I ain't messing with that. Bleep, you know what I mean? Bleep, bleep, you know what I mean? And then and the friendship will be over. Or they'll hold on to a friendship that they really that they really don't like each other, but they still, you know what I mean, mess with each other because they knew each other for a long time or something like that. But, I mean, this is just all my opinion, you feel me? But that's my take. All right, LT The Voice, um, do females really get along? It depends on what type of life you live in. I have my source of threesome. I have my fun. I ain't trying to get in trouble again. That niggas asking questions. Yeah, shit. Hey. It's fun, man. I enjoy myself, man. You just gotta keep shit in perspective. But they got I to like do girls. I like girls. What are you talking I about? I like girls. I like girls. I like girls. Nah, the the, the question was: Can females <laughs> be friends? They ain't got nothing to do with you. Can females be friends? <laughs> Yeah, to a certain point. Yeah. Yeah, they could. It's a certain shit hit the fan. Uh-huh. I, I believe it at that. Yeah, to a certain Good. shit. Yeah, Good. Man. All right. Smart. All right, man. You know that LT, LT the voice like girls who like girls. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> 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 all right 
All right, world tour, we moving on. World tour, Charles Barkley says black people treat gay people the worst. Is he telling the truth? I don't know. Maybe Charles Rogan said a lot of crazy shit, but I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I can't say that because I see that we culture quite well of that community, of that community, because unfortunately there's a lot of feminine best friends out here. So, you know, they demasculating us on TV and I don't know what's going on in the water, but you know, I ain't going home my biggest ways against nobody. You know, I, I love all people. But um, maybe back in the past, but no, because I see they're not here fluent, you know what I'm saying? I don't see us treating them bad. But I know, um, <clears throat> But like, yeah, no, I, I I don't agree with that. No, that's my take. Uh, Jay Boogie. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with Charles either. Um, I think Charles may be talking about himself because Charles grew up, you know, many decades before we did, uh, and he grew up in the South in Alabama. <clears throat> so no, I don't I don't agree with what Charles is saying. I think when you look at today's society, I think we are we are more receptive. We don't have to deal with it. But I think we're a little bit more receptive um, to to the alphabet community. But you know, and probably a lot of us have to deal with it within our own families. But but I don't think Ch Charles is so far removed um, from dealing with normal people that I think his his judgment and his commentary uh, is a little skewed a lot of the times. Um, even when it relates to talking about you know Kyrie Irving situation or you know, that situation as far as how we, how we treat, you know, the LGBTQ community. I, I don't, I don't agree with Charles though. Charles, Charles is a great commentator when he talks about basketball, but when he starts talking about social issues and, and, and political type things, Charles is a little off his, off his rails. Um, Ryan Boss. Yeah, you know, I, Charles, man, he, he had me wondering, man. Like, he always going against us, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'd be like, yo, what's going on, my brother? You know what I mean? Who team are you on, you know what I mean? But anyway, you know, I don't agree, you know what I mean? I believe that uh, being Black, at least we, we all have at least one gay family member, you know what I mean? And I got one, and I treat him fair, you know what I mean? I don't treat him... Like he's different, you know what I mean. I treat him like he's my cousin, you know what I mean. Nah, we we all love LT, bro. We all love LT. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, motherfucker? Fuck you. <laughs> I love you too, dude. Why? 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 Uh, you know what? You want to talk shit? Watch for the next time you come to Brooklyn. <laughs> You want to talk shit, nigga? Fuck out of here. I'm just trying to lighten it up a little bit, sis. <laughs> All right, yo, I watched the Oval a whole lot, bitch. <laughs> Dress. <laughs> you strut around in your uniform. All right. 
Yeah, I watched the Oval, nigga. Thank you. Ryan Boss, go ahead, boy. Yeah, but nah, you know what I mean? We all need to um check ourselves, you know what I mean? If we are, you know what I mean, looking at, you know, gay people as, you know what I mean, unequal or below us or anything like that, you know what I mean? We need to check ourselves and really, you know what I mean, look at ourselves in the mirror, you know what I mean? Really uh reevaluate ourselves because, you know what I mean, they, they're human beings too. And they need to live their lives. You know what I mean? They need to live their lives. So I say, um, you know, being black myself, I don't I don't agree with Chuck. You know what I mean? Chuck got a lot to say that that'd be wrong. Like even when like I know he's a good commentator on basketball, but sometimes he be having them predictions. The predictions be way wrong. He be way off. So they terrible. <laughs> So, terrible, terrible, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. That's my take. Mr. Wallace. Oh, my bad. Um, nah, man, I think he's totally wrong. Uh, we, <laughs> everybody got a, uh, like, like uh, Mr. Ryan Ball said, yo, everybody got a family member. Uh, or a friend, or you know, look look at how what what girl group you know that don't got you know a gay nigga in there. You know what I mean? Um, I, I I don't I don't know. No, he's wrong with that. I don't know what he was saying that for, or what what kind of I don't know publicity he was going for or something. But that's just that's just wrong. We are not. But I did have a sidebar question. If it's all right, because. Uh, when uh, Ryan Boss was talking, I know you're very, you know, religious brother. You know, I remember growing up and you couldn't be gay in the church. So what about the interpretation of the Bible has changed to, and, and I agree, you know, live and let live. That's, that's how I go about it. But that wasn't the church's position up until recently. Uh, so I, I would like to understand or get a better understanding of how the interpretation of the scripture has changed to allow that or to embrace that. I'm going to just say this. You, you hate the sin. You don't hate the sinner. Okay. Okay. You understand where I'm coming from? I feel that. I feel that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Thank you. Word. That's what I Word. was taught. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, but I'm going to step onto it. As me being a Baptist believer, I, I was always against, I, I was very homophobic, straight, 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 very homophobic. Why is this gay dude doing this and doing that? And that? Like, are we supposed to work for the good of God? Are we supposed to be more like Christ? Are we supposed to live more like him? It's in the Bible, if we do his works, we get his ways. So I was confused on, on that. Like a whole lot of stuff kind of conflicted me when I was, you know, outside playing football with everybody and bugging out. What's going on? Whether you got to study, show yourself approved. 
Next. All right, thank you for that, LT The Voice. Um, you know, you bring up a good question about, you know, in the in the, in the church. But also, you got to realize um, a lot of things that happen in the Catholic Church, those cardinals, they're known for molesting boys, you know? Um, yes. They're, they're, that, that's been going on for years, years, years. So many young boys have been, you know, molested in the Catholic Church. Um, you know, I'd like to know, like to get your thoughts on that. Um, world talk. Have you heard about that? And and what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, that's, that's wicked, man. We hear about a lot of, um, make sure, uh, we hear about a lot of, hold on. We hear about a lot of atrocities in the churches, man, of all, of all forms of religion, especially the Catholic Church, for years on time, years. And it's a shame, man. It's the same, and it's um, people abusing their power and abusing the influence of religion to um, be a pedophile and things like that. So it's like, and like, I um, was a good point that um, that um, Mr. Wallace brought up, and that uh, you know, another good point that um, the guard brought up, Ryan Ball, don't hate the sinner. He hates the sin, you know, because people are, people, you always got to give people a chance to um, redeem themselves, you know what I'm saying? Why they still have breath, why they still have life. But um, in, in other cases, like, you know, that's that compassion. We talked about earlier, but other cases, um, the church and they do, and they take advantage of people with all the little kids and things like that, it's like, there's a lack of compassion there for me, definitely, like, those are things that are like basically what to do with like that praying on, on kids. But um yeah, that's nasty work, man. I've been in for years. And I won't be surprised that's still going on today, you know. All right, Ryan Boss, your thoughts. Can you refresh my memory? We were just talking right. about again. The, 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 in the Catholic Church, the Cardinals, you know, they they you know they molesting the boys. Have oh yeah, definitely a no no. You know what I mean? And it's been happening in Christian churches too. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? It's it's been happening in 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 churches. It's been happening. It's probably been happening in mosques too. You never know. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> we gotta, you know what I mean? Just keep a, a, a eye out for our children and you know what I mean? Definitely, you know what I mean? Sometimes it'd be adults that be getting intertangled with these priests and it's a shame, you know what I mean? Before God, you know what I mean? That these things are happening within the church walls, you know what I mean? And you know I mean? even outside of church walls, it doesn't matter because these people are supposed to be uh, men of God and God fearing. And if you're doing these things, you don't fear God and you on the way to hell with gasoline draws on. That's my take. All right. Jay Boogie, your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I think 
the, these behaviors, they're not new. Uh, I think it's just to a point in time where we are today where people are willing to talk about it uh, and expose it, quite frankly. But, you know, it's, it's, it's horrendous, uh, particularly what had been going on in the Catholic Church. And I think to, <clears throat> to Ryan Barr's point, it's probably not exclusive to the Catholic Church, but it, it is very prevalent inside of the Catholic Church. But I'm sure that those behaviors are going on in other places as well. Um, but they got to deal with the higher power uh, at the end of the day. Um, you know, we could talk about it, discuss it, but they got to deal with they got to deal with a higher power once they get uh, to wherever they believe they're going. They got to deal with that. Right. Mr. Wallace, your thoughts on that? Uh, I think, you know, obviously I don't agree with it, um, but I feel like, you know, like, to Jay's point, these things have been happening for a long, long time. Um, you know, people's in people in position of power will take advantage. Uh, that is, uh, to the point of the conversation of the question, that is one of my issues with uh, dogmatic religion. You know, it's like you are, and, and I feel like it leads to stuff like this, you know, like you're repressed. And, and I'll say before I give my answer, I try to look well, try to understand as much as I can, uh, just a point of view of, of everybody involved, right? Um, obviously, the victim's point of view is, you know, constantly dissected and, you know, reviewed. But for a priest, yes, you know, you gave your word uh, that you would be celibate, you know, for, for God, and you need to keep your word. However, that is a natural urge that you are forced to repress for years. Now think about that. For a grown man to have gone through the teachings and all the work to be doctrine, you know, indoctrinated as, as, as a priest or a cardinal, to have the audacity, the guts, to convince a child to let him molest him or do some gay shit, I mean, think about how sexually repressed you have to be. I mean, you you pass the point of even looking at women. You've passed the point of even looking at grown men. I mean, it's like all of those have been removed from your life to the point where now you are fantasizing about young boys. That is not healthy. And I do not agree with that part of religion to, to make humans do that. I mean, sex is a need for all of us, and this is what happens. You know, th this, is, this is what happens. Um, extremely unfortunate. I don't condone it, don't agree with it. Um, but I think, you know, when, you know, because as, as Jay said, as everybody said, this has been going on for a long time, right? And it's spread into other churches. Why don't we dissect the reason rather than, you know, keep getting mad at, at, the, at, the, at the effect? You know what I mean? It's, it's like, yo, this is the symptom. And we keep getting mad at it, but we're not looking at the reason. That's my take. Right. I mean, one of the things is hurt people hurt people. So, you know, a lot of people that do, that, that does this type of hey, but it was done to them. So they basically reenacting it on someone else. So and it just, you know, an ongoing cycle. But wouldn't they have been forced to go through those demons on their way to becoming a priest? Like through that you know journey? What? Maybe, but you know what? Maybe they was brought up in the church and, 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 the, and the cardinal did that to them. 
You know, maybe when they was the underway, maybe they, when they were trying to become who they was trying to become, you know, while making their way up in the church, that person did something, the old man did something to them. And maybe they saying this is the way it's supposed to be. You know, you never know. You never know. And they just continuing on this, this cycle because it's been going on. And so many people, you don't know how many people, I know a lot of people, you know, that been, you know, touched by the cardinal, grown men, and they just started talking about it. So it's, it's very prevalent out here. Very. Well, let very. me ask, yo, when, when um, if any, any of y'all, you know, y'all chip in, uh, when y'all was kids, right? I'm talking like between like six and, you know, 10 years old. You know, or six and fifteen. I not even fifteen. You know, we our kids, man. Kids, right? You're saying under under fifteen years old. Would y'all be like grabbing girls' butts or you know copping fields off of chicks? I did sometimes. Did y'all? Anybody? I would have to say, of course. Okay. So and these are, and we're children, right? Right. So yeah, that's like the I, most. I, 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 I play sports with females. No, and they serve serve females. They play football with us and all that. I grabbed a chin and a butter too. All right, so this is what I'm saying right now. That's the most as children, we're the most unfiltered, natural um, expression, right? Like, ain't no grown man going through the office, you know, smacking no no girl's ass unless he's fucking her, right? Like, you're not you're not going to work grabbing a fine girl titties. You know what I'm saying? Because as you've grown, you matured and you understand like this is inappropriate or whatever. Right. So even if at 15 or and younger, you're having those urges, you know, how, how are we to say just because I've given my life to God, I don't feel those things anymore. Or to say I should be strong enough to not feel those things or to, or to you know, ignore those feelings. You couldn't even ignore them when you was a kid. That is true. Um, but you know what? That is expected of them to ignore the urges that they give their life to God and spreading the word of God. But and people like don't that's the problem. how hard that is. It's a hard, that's hard to, they would say that's the devil. That's what they would say. Um, yeah, exactly. And I feel like, and that's my issue with it. You know what I mean? Like, why can't, you know, they get with the nuns? I mean, so I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. But I feel like it's, it's immoral and wrong, especially because you know, I am a man, I can only speak as a man, but I understand women have, have sexual urges stronger than men, but for a man, I feel like that is one of, you know, that's like castration, B. Nah, right. And, and that's so why I'm castrated to, to love the Lord? Like, I, I, I don't know, man. That's true. And some of them say that's the reason they call them nuns because you ask them for some pussy, they say you ain't getting none. You got us wrong. But at the same time, man, if you put your faith in the Lord, he can take, he can draw all that. Trust you, I know. Yeah, but he can't I've get been you there, that, done that, bro. That they want, you know what I'm saying? They well, want. They, you, ain't, you ain't got that. You ain't got that urge. You ain't got that urge. I feel you, but that, but that only lasts for but so long. I'm going through it down. So what do you say? Yeah, but that, la- but that lasts but for so long. You ain't no what priest. You, you, you so you saying for the rest of your life you ain't gonna fuck nothing? Yeah, I say that. Exactly. So you ain't no priest. Exactly. I ain't gotta be a priest neither. Yeah. So for a time, yeah, I can understand. You know, anybody fall back for a time, 
But that ain't lasting forever. What you saying? You going to do what you You ain't going to go through no motivation in your life to change your life, to change your atmosphere, to change the way you live, to make yourself better. I just said that. I just said, yeah, anybody can do that for a time. But I'm talking about we asking these people to do it forever. You know what I'm saying? You ordained that at, at, at 24. Ain't nobody say it's forever. So from 24, I'm sorry. Um, for as long as you're a cardinal or a priest. Which you don't, you don't have I'm to guessing, apologize. Which I'm guessing would be forever, right? I mean, if you make that dedication to the Lord, most priests are, are a priest till they die. Is that a mistake? I'm, I'm not I sure. I'm going to be a priest. We're not talking about you, LT. We're not talking, talking about, about you, man. Talking oh, about the question that was bro, asked. I ain't going to be no priest. Sure, I ain't gonna be no priest. Hey, listen, just remember, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, so you can listen more to your talk. Facts. My pops told me that when I was a kid. I've been reaching that shit ever since, yo. No doubt. But, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, for a time, for a season, for a reason, I get it. But for life? I mean, that's a tall order. You know, with no outs. Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough situation, but you know, you know so I'm, I'm not condoning it. But I mean, it, it, you know, to think of, of like they have to get to that point where that was appealing to them. Yep, this is this is this is a really terrible situation that is continuing to happen. You know, you know, unfortunately. We'll continue to happen. We'll continue to happen. Unfortunately, it's like a 50-50 situation, too. Nowadays, with the females mm-hmm. doing what they're doing, it, it's it's kind of hard to choose. What you right, what, Ma? What you mean? Like, if they getting theirs, they, and, and you getting yours, and, and, and now where the Congress where the correspondence is coming in at. All right. You got it, baby boy. I got to salute you. I got to salute you on that one. Because you way off on that one. But let's move on. <laughs> let's move on from that one. All right. Yeah. Um, sure, I'm going to do it Go to uh, analyze your thoughts on LT the voice of quite answers. Around <laughs> yeah, the room on that. Nah, I go first. Yo, LT the voice be everywhere. Like the he he'll say some shit that makes perfect sense. I don't want that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I said some shit earlier. I was like, oh shit, that nigga was the hood. I don't know what you just said with the correspondence. Oh, man. Oh, man. Right. You all right, man. All right, man. All right, I so, got you on that. I hear you. All right, man. Um, all right, so question. Uh, a lot of y'all got daughters. Let me ask you a question. Should um transgender um men and females play play sports, allow to play sports with females. Jay Boogie. I think uh, the transgender individual should be allowed to play sports with the with the gender that they was born with um, because clearly a transgendered woman 
participating in a female sport, they, they clearly have an advantage, right? Uh, and I think the same for, <clears throat> I don't think, well, first of all, I don't think you've seen any transgender women try to play any male sports, but what you have seen was transgender female uh, try and participate in female sports. And it's a clear disadvantage to those natural 100% women. So I, I just, I don't think so. World Tour. A little bit better. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah no, that's ludicrous, man. It's unacceptable, man. You heard what Big Trump said. It's one of the first things he go he addressed it. He addressed it the other day. That's just not that's not right, man. I don't know, man. Like, come on, man. And that, that whole conversation is just crazy. Within, like, it's sort of how uh, the meme that um, PC Joe put in the text, in the, in the text that we're doing, um, they said they, they supported um, Lil Nas X for, for questioning the Kyrie. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. All right, Mr. Wallace. Uh, no, I don't agree with that shit at all. Um, I feel I, I I agree with Jay Boogie. Um, yeah, you should play on it on the on the. If you were born a male, you're gonna play on the male team. If you were born a female, you're gonna play on the female team. That's that's how I feel. Hey, boss. Yeah, it's ludicrous, man. I tell you, man, like they got. Men playing with females, and just because they identify as females, they be strong as a bull. And you know what I mean? I see this uh, article where uh, this dude um, messed up this girl's face because they playing volleyball, and he spiked the ball like I forgot how many miles per hour, but it was like he spiked the ball so hard it uh, messed up her whole face. And I'm like, dang, you know what I mean? Why are they letting dudes play with females? You know what I mean? And it's a shame. But, you know what I mean? I guess that's the way society is. They want to be soft on <clears throat> on gays and, you know what I mean, and transgenders and let them just do whatever they want to. And that's not how it's supposed to be. And then this is the results of it. And that's why they're going to they're gonna have to change things, you know what I mean, in order to, Normalize things. That's my take. Out to the voice. This is crazy. How we can't hear you. Can't hear you, LT. As a male, she's ordinary, able to do it and become hand in charge of stuff. So um, it's, it's, it's a 50-50, but I don't think they should put sports into, you know, Marines or Army athletic stuff. And that's my take on that because females are running the world. 
So you got to be careful because a female can bust your ass in basketball. We're all talking. You decipher that? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was thinking. I was thinking. I was like, damn, what's this boy talking about? Well, <laughs> I would say. I would just say, you're right. You're right, Elsie. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I concur. You know what I'm saying? But nah, that shit. <clears throat> Yeah, man, that's just a clear disadvantage. Like, I think I saw one clip on the news before, and it was a swimming challenge. There's a chance transgender born a man, turned into a woman. And the way he was up there celebrating after beating all those females, and they was just looking like sad puppies, like, damn. And, they, and I think all of those, all the females had, like, beat records that they, you know what I'm saying? Faster than they ever swam before. But he was twice as good as all of them. You know how I say he, they don't like that. Say he. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he was twice as fast as all of them. That shit was a goddamn shame. I was like, goddamn. Now imagine one of our daughters up there or playing a respective sport or whatever they participated and is a goddamn grown-ass man competing against them. You're going to be like, what? Definitely with that whole volleyball thing, the garbage is coming about. Like, what? Nah, man. Hell no. Hell no. That's just crazy, man. That's a challenge for some shit like that. What's your thoughts, Jay Boogie, on the pro, gender pronouns now? That we gotta go by. It. I, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I will not be politically correct with this. I, I don't, I don't pay that shit any attention. Uh, just because I don't agree with it, right? I mean, I felt it my last few years in the military as they tried to integrate uh, transgenders in the military. Um, and I will tell you, like, when you're at war and you have a transgendered female uh, or a transgendered male that still gets as a, menstru a menstrual cycle and you can't go out because you're cramping, like, there's no place for that. And this is not a, you know, particularly if just I'm speaking specifically from a, a defense perspective, there is no place for that when you're trying to go out there fighting win the nation's wars. I don't have time for people that's going through this process of transitioning and you have a period and now all of a sudden you can't be a part of the team to help us fight and go home, everybody, you know, safe and sound. So I don't I don't pay attention to the pronouns. I mean, you are what you are. And so I I typically myself personally, I try and stay away from those types of situations because I know how I really feel about it. And, and I would probably crush somebody's fucking soul uh, just talking about it. But I, I just I just don't agree with all of it at all. I mean, like last week was like transgender weekend. I mean, it was insane in Washington, D.C. And it, like, what what is this? Like this this makes no sense to me. So I, I just I try to stay away from it so I don't get fired up. Clearly, you could tell from how I sound. No, Jay Boogie, I totally understand. Uh, I mean, do you agree with people losing their job if they call someone they knew as a female, they call them the wrong pronoun? No, I don't. I, I mean, I think it's stupid. I think I think it's stupid for people to lose their jobs for not getting a COVID vaccination. I, I mean, so to, so for calling somebody uh, a pronoun, I just I think it's stupid, right? You've been here long enough. You've been a, a part of the team. And now all of a sudden you're going to lose your job for, you know, calling somebody for what they are. Like, I just, it's stupid. All right, Mr. Wallace, what's your thoughts on the gender pronouns? I am 120% in line with Jay. 
That's exactly how I feel. Not on board with it at all. I don't recognize them. I don't use them. You know, that's how I am. Fuck that. That's my take. Do you believe someone should lose their job if they don't use the gender pronoun? Nope. I do not. You cannot tell somebody how to speak. All right. Ryan Bars, your thoughts. Yeah, I, I feel the same way as my brothers, you know what I mean? Like, yo, you might need to get out of here with that because I didn't grow up like that. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to change for you, you know what I mean? Because you feel like you need to be, you know, it's like an entitlement, you know what I mean? They, they, they need to feel a certain way. So they got to be called a certain way or called a certain thing to, you know, to feel uh, equal. And uh, I'm like, yo, it's ridiculous at this point. And that's my take. So Ryan Bar, you think somebody should lose their job if they use the incorrect gender pronoun? Nah, I think that's definitely ridiculous. That's, that's totally insane. You know what I mean? Like, they they make up these rules for these people, but it's, it's really messing up society, you know what I mean? It's going against, you know what I mean, just regular moral code, you know what I mean? And it's like, how how, how you going to change what we've been doing in society for, you know, since society began? And now, now I got to say, oh, that's a he, not a she, even though I see breasts and I see hips, I'm going to have to call that person a he because that's what that person wants me to call her. I don't believe in that and I don't believe in losing my job over it. I think I have to sue the mess out of that company if they tried it, you know what I mean? But, you know, in this in this day that we live in, I don't even know if I will win. That's my take. More than likely, you won't. Shit. <laughs> More than likely, LT the voice. Your thoughts on gender pronouns? I knew you was gonna come to me last. Cause I still call my daughter a she. She want to be a he. I'm going to do my bullshit. I don't know to call my daughter he, she. I'm like, oh, this is my daughter. Oh, this is my son. I'm like, I be fucked up. I'm going through it. Y'all think I'm playing games. I'm going through shit right now, bro. But that's going to always be my daughter. Her birth, her birth certificate say, girl, her death certificate go say, girl. I ain't playing with that shit. He, she, she, he, he, I, her, I, her, him, 
whatever. I'm calling you by what I know you as. Even if you was my dude, if you turn into a girl, you still my dude. So that's my take on that. All right, thank you, boys. Thank you for that. All right, so last one of the day. Um, you know, we always cereal eaters. What's your favorite cereal? Jay Boogie. Facts. Let me get the Captain Crunch. Just you heard? Apple Jacks. Nah, I'm joking. Apple Jacks is my favorite. Apple Jacks and Captain Crunch? Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. nah. Apple Jacks, Frosted Flakes with some bananas sliced up. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> World Tours, your favorite cereal? I think back in the days, hanging from my favorite shit was all uh, fucking Fruity Pebbles. You gotta eat them shit like you're a savage. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing better than Fruity Pebbles when the milk is real cold, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> the milk mad cold? Why? And Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> That's just Fruity Pebbles' only world tour. Got another one? I used to fuck with um, Cinnamon Toast Cats, too. Oh, that's the high end. That's the high end um, cereal right there. That's the $4.29 cent one. Yeah. 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 Thanks. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Mr. Wiles, your favorite cereal? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm piggyback off of World Tour. It's uh, Fruity Pebbles with my shits. But I ain't gonna front my favorite cereal. Y'all ain't even gonna feel me on this, yo. Nobody does. Um, was Kicks, yo. Oh, I thought you was about to say King Vitamin. Oh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I just King Vitamin. That's why I said King Vitamin. <laughs> With the fake King on it. That's why I said. I got that from Prospect Store. <laughs> That's my shit, King Vitamin. Oh, shit. With the little stars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, niggas. Kicks is all right. It was kid tested, mother approved. Yeah, exactly. It just wasn't like a sweet joint. You know what I'm saying? It had that subtle sweetness. You know what I mean? But I like that shit. It was like, ah, yeah. It hit you on the back end. Yeah, you get that shit in school. They get that shit in breakfast in the morning in school. Nigga. Yeah, that's my first yeah. time. I was like, yo, what's this? Yo, I like this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you got another one other than that one? Uh, just the Fruity Pebbles, yo, because I did. I always ran to the Fruity. And the, um, no, 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 it's the Fruity Pebbles. I ain't like the Lucky Charms because I didn't like oh. the marshmallows, but I like the Fruity Pebbles because I like the colored uh, the joints, the fruits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan Barnes. Okay, Zay. Yeah, I, t- I took a lot of my favorites, but I- I'm going to go with something that um I used to like when I was little, and that was Life. You remember the commercial? Mikey, he likes it. <laughs> oh, no, nah, Life was good. The Life series was good. I used to eat that without milk, like out the box. I used yeah, to eat definitely. The life, the life that, that's a good snack, yo. <laughs> word, word. Yeah, but definitely Life life cereal was, was one of my joints, you know what I mean? Because it had the cinnamon, it had the sugar already in it. 
and it was it was healthy too. You know what I mean? So it was good for you. But um, and then another one was Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran was good to me. Like, oh, hey, nigga, my, my my mom's and grandma ate Raisin Bran. So that yeah, was like, nah, that, I ain't fucking with that. That was the, one of those joints that hit the spot. You know what I mean? Because it had the <laughs> fruit and the bran for you. You know what I mean? Yo, 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 my nigga. Yeah, how you gonna soup my Raisin Bran cereal, nigga? <laughs> Listen, they had two that was scoops my joint. Raisin. Scooped, yup, two yep. scoops. <laughs> yeah, you put some bananas in that one too, J Boogie. That's a fact. Yeah. Bananas are definitely yeah, going in there, bro. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I mean? yeah, just spice it up a little bit. Right, that's a fact. Call that banana. Banana, banana with a win in any cereal. All right, what's your, what's your favorite, LT? Yeah, yeah, I ran that over. Now I'm fucking um a bunch of cereals, bro. <laughs> Word, what's your favorite? Cola's flakes. What? <laughs> Cola flakes. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Oh, ha, ha. I'm not playing. Oh, what's the name of the cereal? That ain't no, that's in no frill cereal. <laughs> well, what's the name of that cereal? What's the name of the cereal? Pop Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, Yo, y'all went through all my whole shit. All right, what's that your favorite? Don't matter. Lie. What's your favorite? I, I like I like the Flintstones when they was popping. Ooh, the Flintstones. Flintstones. <laughs> <laughs> you like the Flintstones video? Yeah, that was um. Yeah, that was that was. Yabba dabba do, bro. Yabba dabba do. Yo, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Miles was like, I had never, I say some gold, golden grams. I had golden grams was good. You know what I mean? Me. Nah, uh, golden grams was good. Golden grams was good. Yeah, I don't fry. Golden, golden grams was good. Uh, cocoa puffs. I still eat golden grams. Like, like the snack. Like I still, I still, I used to get them before I found out they wasn't healthy for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go around the last one, guys. Uh, what was the your favorite, the best cereal char- character? Uh, Jay Boogie. <laughs> Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam for Jay. Yeah, Toucan Sam, bro. <laughs> Name the cereal for the flowers <laughs> you don't know who Toucan Sam is. Huh? Name the cereal for the people that don't know. Fruit Loops, right? Now, what, now it wasn't Fruit Loops. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops, yeah. yeah. Fruit Loops. yeah. Nah, it was um, the Pop Flakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for the great. I'm going, I'm going I'm to look, LT voice right now. Great. I don't want nobody to steal his there's shit. Great. No, what's your favorite cereal character? There's great. What's Two the name? Nigga? That's, that's, the, that's the motto. There's great. There's great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. There is great. <laughs> 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 great one there. 245. 
Who is your favorite uh, character? Uh, your character? Well, I was going to say Tony the Tiger, but yeah. I'm going to say the, the um... rabbit. Yeah, right. That's the voice. Let me answer, man. The rabbit, silly rabbit, tricks are for kids. It would probably be the rabbit though, because I don't know what the characters like. What else were they? You know, um, <laughs> the, like, except the Lucky Charm dude, but I ain't really like the Lucky Charm dude. Yeah, uh, no, he got marshmallows. So yeah, yeah, I say I say tricks. Uh, and they for kids, right? Tricks are for kids, facts. Silly rabbit. <laughs> Silly rabbit. Silly rabbit. Tricks are for kids. That's stupid. That's stupid. Right, Bob. <laughs> um, I'm here. Tony. Oh, I said Tony already. Yo, you stop interrupting. Don't tell me what I'm going to last time. All right, little leprechaun. Listen. Another marshmallow. <laughs> it's going to have to be uh, the frog from Golden Smacks. Oh, snap. <laughs> oh, shit. Yo, I totally forgot Don't about go Golden back. Smacks, V. Yo, Golden Don't Smacks. Go back. And I don't know why Golden Smacks would have a frog. I remember thinking that when I was a kid, like, yo, Golden Smacks, why has it got a frog? Wait, (laughs) that was a cool one. That was a good one. That was a good one. All right. World Tour. World Tour. Yo. Who's your favorite... um, um, serial character. Yeah, definitely with the pro too. I forgot to say that too. I ain't gonna say that. Smack. Um, first song, baby. Before you tell us. You make that whole milk look a whole different color, nigga. That was back in the day. But do y'all know, do man? I had I gotta put y'all up on that that honey bunches of oats. Yeah. That's oh no, no, nah, nah. I like those. But I, I like the oats. I used to eat the oats out of them joints. No doubt. No. Or doubt. Or, or, or or the honey Remember bunches. The I think smacks? the honey bunches. Remember the smacks? All right. So I'm I'm gonna just give y'all one more, right? Y'all remember my man from Captain Crunch? Of course. Yes, the captain, sir. nigga, the captain. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, LT, you got you got a salute, bro. You got a salute, Captain Crunch. 
I'm doing it right now. Yes, sir. <laughs> Captain Crunch. <laughs> that 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 cereal milk stay stay in touch the whole time. No hey, lie. Yo. Hey yo, I got one for y'all. Uh, mine's a snap cracker one pop from Rice Krispies. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Snap. I can't believe no one said Rice Krispies, pop. B. Damn. No, listen, man. Rice Krispies was joint. In the bowl, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's love that shit, nigga. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. My shit popping. But you better eat that shit before they don't pop. Yeah, because that shit's soggy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. And, of course, the King Vitamin character, the King. Yes, the King, man. <laughs> yes. yes, for Hawkeye. Uh, Those um, were the cereals. Those were the cereals. No doubt. I know one that everybody knows, Sugar Bear. Yeah? On the 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 Golden Smacks. Yeah. The Golden Smacks. Yeah, Sugar Bear. That nigga was always in the damn store. All right, baby boy. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Boss, final take. Yo, live life and love more. That's my final take. LT the voice final take. LT the voice final take. Man can't live by bread alone. Look that up on loop four and four. All right. Thank you. World tour final take. It was a pleasure. All right, Mr. Wilder, final take. Uh, my final take this week, I'm going to say we should, to the, to the question that you asked me earlier, because it struck a nerve with me, I think we should not be afraid to lead with understanding. All right, don't take everything personal. Understand people coming from a place and you know understanding their perspective before taking offense to it i think that's something we should put into practice more often not saying that the brothers on this podcast don't but just you know final take all right jay boogie final take yeah man i would say um the way to get started is to quit talking and then begin doing all right world tour thank you so much for joining us today drop a deep before you go Yeah, um, yeah. Your two characters too, and nobody's watching. We couldn't hear you, Twirl Talk. I said your your two characters too, and nobody's watching. Okay. Gotcha. World Talk, thank you so much for joining us today. Ryan Blog, thank you so much for joining us today. Drop a juke before you go. Yo, listen up. I said two hands wash each other, but both of them wash the face. Ryan Boss, thank you so much for joining us today. LT The Voice, thank you so much for joining us today. Drop a juke before you go.
victory is always to the person that feels that they are the victor. Thank you so much, LT The Voice. Mr. Wallace, thank you so much for joining us today. Drop a juke before you go. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm going to leave y'all with my usual. Never let the words or actions of others dictate your character. Thank you, Mr. Wallace, for joining us today. Jay Boogie, thank you for joining us today. Drop a juke before you go. Yes, sir. Always great to get, connect with the brothers. Uh, I think always remember um, there, there may be people that have more talent than you, uh, but there is no excuse for anyone to work harder than you. All right, Jay Boogie, thank you so much for joining us today. All right, guys, this has been another edition of the Brothers Podcast. Now that we done spoke on these topics, you know it's only right that we open up your optics for all my listeners. Now I know you got options, but I ask around, the brothers the hottest, like DJ Khaled, we the best in these streets. Make sure that you're listening in next week. Shout out to Sergeant J Boogie and World Tour, LT The Voice, and PC Joe for sure. Mr. Wallace and Ryan Bars leaving one and more. You know it's Brothers Podcast, what you fronting for? Where we got news and drop jewels galore. The Brothers Podcast, Stash Crib Report, Chip, BK, All Day, Ryan Bars, The Future Like Flying Cars.